this is FD Talks, a brand new podcast series by Funeral Directors Live, where we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving families in a rapidly changing marketplace. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of FD Talks. Today we have Chris Seal in the studio, our uh, president and CEO of Funeral Directors Life Insurance Company. And what we're going to do today, Chris, you got something kind of big coming up. We do. I mean, we have a leadership summit coming up and uh, man, I'm really excited about this because this has been an idea I've been having for quite some time. As we talk to and, and funeral homeowners and, and funeral directors all across the United States, as we bring them in um, for trips, special trips that they come in and to, to see all of our uh, services and products and, and such, when we bring them in, we have a conversation usually about leadership and about our culture. And what's resonated to me is that there is a lot of funeral homeowners and funeral directors who are searching for some more information and better information on how to build a good culture at the funeral home. And so we are so excited to have two incredible speakers that are going to be a part of this little summit. Uh, we thought it'd be good to do it for an hour and a half each day since it's going to be virtual. That seems to work out pretty well. But the first day, we're going to have John O'Leary with us. He's, he's a great speaker. Oh, John's incredible. You know, he wrote On Fire because literally at nine years old, he was on fire, uh, burned uh, almost 100% of his body. And he lived to tell about it. And obviously, he's a motivational speaker now. But he, he talks a lot about the things we try to use around here that inspire our, our culture. Um, you know, for example, he, he, in his second book of In Awe that he wrote, it's a great book. Uh, he, talk about, he talks about how we should live life with expectancy of positivity. And so I really wanted us to focus on how we can establish positivity and, and that nature of, of just being a, a great atmosphere of love um, like we have here at our office. And so I think if we can, can uh, translate that and bring that across to our funeral homes and funeral directors, it doesn't have to just be the owner of the funeral home, but the funeral directors and staff who can actually influence this type of culture. I just think that's going to be so meaningful. And to have him for an hour and a half of uninterrupted time to where he can talk to us for you know, 30, 40 minutes about his ideas about uh, uh, living life in awe and to have this spirit of positivity, that's one thing. But then to take the time, you know, as, as you and I've talked about, Rob, of having you available to ask him some specific questions to know how this might can be implemented, how, how this idea of positivity, this idea of a positive uh, corporate culture can be uh, a part of a funeral home. I think that's just going to be incredible. And secondly, we've got someone new that's new to us. His name is Tommy Spaulding. Now, Tommy has written a book called The Heart-Led Leader. And I, I read this book. I got inspired by this book. And I've actually had a couple of conversations with Tommy. And this guy is incredible. His outlook on life and just the way he brings this message of being a heart-led leader at your office, at your business, and really instilling that into people. He talks about the 18 inches from the head to the heart. It's how to take these things that maybe we know and learn and get it to our heart so that we operate from our heart versus from our head. So I'm really excited for that because I can see that being very, very helpful to a lot of funeral home owners and to a lot of funeral directors who want to learn how to lead with their heart. I think it's really interesting, Chris, because I know you and I, I kind of I know your story, but 
you weren't always a heart-led leader Mm-mm. and you weren't always in awe you know there was there was a there was a point in your life when when you were inspired you want to share some of that with us absolutely i mean it, it's one of those things that you kind of you go through life in the first part of your life and you're trying to figure things out and i had a lot of on the job training so to speak because i started here when i was 22 so i didn't have a lot of uh, background on how to be a good quality leader how to, to you know, as we do here at our office, which is bring Jesus Christ and His principles to the office. That's difficult to do in a lot of places. It works here, uh, you know, and it's just a perspective that I have. But that was kind of my problem because I live life in compartments. You know, I, I had my work life where I was a hard charger, a driver, really wanted to get things done and really didn't care who got in my way. Then I was another person at church where I was this really nice guy and you know really geared toward church and such. And another guy at home, which was very passive, not very active with my family because I was working a lot. And then a different person in the community because I felt like I needed to be involved in the community. So I wanted to be a different person there. And Rob, it just got exhausting. I read a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And that book inspired me to change my life, to stop compartmentalizing, but to live my life um, a lot differently and to really in the search of this to bring those Christian principles to life which as Jesus talked about one of his greatest command or the camp the commandment that he left us with um, was to love each other and that's something that we've really taken off on here in the past couple of years and something that I've really uh, been inspired by as part of all this I learned something about myself too believe it or not I had problems you know I was the one with probably most of the problems. And I had to go home to my wife as an example. And and my marriage, I gotta tell you, it got so much better when I realized that I was the problem, not her, and tried to fix her and fix the situation, but that I was the problem and I needed to fix me. And when I did that, then I got so much better. But that showed me also what I needed to do as a leader here at our office. It's awesome that you were creating a situation where other people might be able to be inspired. How, yeah. how does that make you feel? We simply want to bring um, some information, to bring some, so, some quality leaders who don't necessarily come from the funeral industry, mm-hmm. but who come from a different perspective. Because I always look for that different perspective and how these people can help me to be a better leader. You know, I think all of our funeral homeowners, or at least the majority of funeral homeowners and our funeral directors, are great at serving families. They're great at trying to help them, but they don't always take a look at their leadership and how they can be a better leader. Even as a funeral director or a staff member of a funeral home, where you can become what John Maxwell calls a 360 degree leader. That's where you can lead up, you can lead down, or lead to the side with your peers. And I I love that perspective because you can do that no matter where you are. You can have an impact no matter where you are in the organization, if you have that mindset of being a heart-led leader, because what does that mean? That means being a servant leader. You know, If you're leading from your heart, you're always looking to help. You're always looking to be a person that has a positive influence on others. I think it's important probably to, to make a distinction that about this event being something that's not just for 
company leadership. It's not oh. just for funeral home owners, and it's not. I think this particular summit and and all of our summits co- going forward, I think it's important that everyone attend. So that uh, that I'm talking about funeral home owners as well as funeral directors and other business managers and leaders that are in the funeral profession, because I think it's so important for them to get these these perspectives and to understand that uh, everyone needs to try to grow and become better as a leader because you're a leader no matter where you are in any organization or even in society in general. I mean, wherever you are, you can step up and lead or you can be a leader to those who are on a peer level uh, with you. Or as I said, even leaders who are above you. I mean, I've been led by some of our own people here, which has actually worked and improved me to be a better overall CEO. Um, and so I think it's a very effective if everyone can have the training and understand the concepts, um, then it, pr- it makes the organization as a whole better. One question I think a lot of people are going to ask is, um, how is this different from another convention yeah. or another summit or another event? That is a great question because, you know, I want, I want to look at this differently because it, it is a focus on, on how we all, uh, whether uh, owner or staff or manager or whatever, how we can grow and become better leaders. Um, you know, I think that's very important. Again, separate for some, from some meetings that you may go to that are focused on funeral service items and only things in the funeral profession. We're saying, yes, funeral service profession is important because that's our customer. That's who our, our client is. We work with funeral homes. We simply want to bring these uh, aspects um, of leadership to funeral homeowners and funeral directors because they typically do not get that training when they go to a convention or when they go to some uh, group uh, type activity that they may have, a study group or whatever. They typically don't get this. Now, they get a lot of other things, and which they need. And, and you know, I, I certainly don't want to talk to people about not going to a convention or not being part of a study group. I think those things are important, too. But what I'm saying is I don't think we focus on leadership in those things and how we can all become better leaders, uh, again, regardless of your, your spot in the organization. The great thing about this summit also is it qualifies for continuing education, funeral director continuing education. So it, it serves two purposes. It gets the, uh, the education requirement, but also because it's such great material and it's about leadership, it's about something different, it still qualifies for a continuing education credit. So I think that brings another dynamic to this, that maybe we can be more appealing through this leadership uh, uh, training and these leadership secrets, so to speak, that um, anyone can enjoy and appreciate and still get continuing education credit for it. Why did you decide to have uh, two short summits back to back and why virtual? Well, I think the, the big thing is virtually we'll get more people to attend because trying to have something live Number one, these days, it's, it, you know, traveling and getting somewhere is difficult and it's time consuming. And so is, uh, you know, hotel stays and, and things like that. Uh, number two, we're able to get bigger name speakers uh, rather than having someone, you know, come in, trying to make them uh, allot their time and those types of things. It makes it easier for us to get bigger name speakers, which we do want to get bigger name type speakers to come in and talk to us. Um, and then I think number three, just with the whole pandemic thing still hanging around and going on, you know, that, that's, that's an issue for people. And we get that. I mean, it's okay. We get it. So what we want to do is make sure we provide an opportunity to get this training 
without necessarily having to go and attend a convention and be uncomfortable because of the pandemic or because of the travel or simply because of the amount of time you have to be away from your business. So we think this is really a great opportunity to do two hour and a half sessions so that basically uh, you can spend an hour and a half and then you can go about your business of the day. Spend an hour and a half the second day and go about your business of the day. So it's not a three hour session, it's not a six hour session. It's something that can be broke up into two days and you can plan your schedule around it. And I think that makes sense for a lot of funeral homeowners and funeral directors. So I think another component too that is going to be really helpful is that interactive uh, component of being able to have that webinar. People can chat questions in um, and we'll have recorded all those questions and suggestions too later on so that the next one is going to be even better. That That is a great point and it's something I failed to mention. It, you know, with this being interactive to where uh, people can, through Zoom, chat in their questions. And we've done this before as part of some other um, training that we've done here in our office, and it's worked wonderful. I mean, to have the questions come in from the people who are attending and get their perspective and, and then able to ask these experts who have come to us and have a lot of experience and have had a lot of training and study in uh, leadership and in culture, you know, to have that available to where they can chat in. And we're going to monitor those questions and we're going to ask as many as we can of our, um, of our experts, getting ideas on how we can make this even better. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the feedback we get from the participants. Chris, in your estimation, uh, what, do you think, what do you think happens to the funeral director who doesn't learn better leadership skills, who doesn't, doesn't, doesn't invest in themselves and doesn't mm -hmm. go... And, and pour into their staff like they really like like they, the, like their staff really demands they do. Yeah, I've been in this 36 years now um, in this role at Funeral Directors Life. Obviously, my father was a funeral homeowner, was for 30 uh, 57 years, 37 57 years before he passed away, and so all I've known is the funeral profession. I've really known it well the last 36 years being heavily involved here from Funeral Directors Live. But we've seen this change. And, and Rob, you and I had a discussion with my pastor several um, months ago. And we had this discussion with him because I was asking him, man, churches have changed over the years. How has your church continued to progress while we see others, you know, more or less uh, reducing the number of members in their church? And I'll, I'll never forget what he said. He said, well, Chris, society is kind of like a wave. And he said, you know, the thing I've learned is you've got to ride the wave. That you can't stand on the beach with a broom and try to brush back all the waves coming in. At some point, you've got to, to get on that wave and you've got to ride it. And this is the poignant thing that he said. He said, the thing is, for us at the church, we all have the same mission. Every church in the United States has the same mission. And that is to lead others uh, to Jesus, to God through Jesus Christ. To lead others to God through Jesus Christ. He said, what happens is we get so messed up and so confused thinking that it's the methodology, that it's the way in which we do it that's important, not the mission. So I look at it this way for funeral homes. I mean, the mission of the funeral home is pretty simple. To take care of the deceased and to assist families through the grieving process. That's, every funeral home wants that same mission. They want to take care of someone's loved one that comes into their care. And then they want to do the best they can to help that family through that, that situation, through that time. 
what we get concerned about is methodology. And, and I'm just as guilty as anyone. We get so concerned that we're doing it the right way that we're not focused on the true mission, which is how we can take care of that deceased, which I think we do a great job of, but they actually focus more on that family. And that all comes from leadership. We as leaders have got to change the way we do business, the way we work with our staff, the way our staff works with our families. And it's important that we're giving that input so that we create a better experience for those families, that we're not just standing on the beach trying to sweep back the wave, but we're looking at what society is doing. We're looking at what generations are doing and seeing it coming. We know it's coming. It's already here. So what are we going to do? Are we going to ride the wave? We're going to stand on the beach and try to take our brooms and brush it back. Chris, I think you made some great choices as far as our, our speakers go. Um, the message is on point and uh, for, this, for this time and for also for our profession, and I'm looking forward to it. Our Funeral Service Leadership Summit is September 21st and 22nd, and we hope to see you there. Each of these sessions is approved for one and a half hours of funeral director continuing education credit by the Academy of Professional Funeral Service Practice. Please follow the procedure required by your state for CE credit. If you would like to reach out to us about this episode or this series, please visit us online at funeraldirectorslife.com forward slash FDTalks. There you can find information about this episode and submit any comments, suggestions, or feedback about our series. We also welcome your ideas for future episodes. Join us next time on FD Talks as we explore ideas, insights, and solutions for serving today's families in a rapidly changing marketplace. 